As we tape this, we are in the middle of March Madness, and today I want to talk about three of the schools that made it into the Sweet 16, what they have to do with Ignatius of Loyola, and what he teaches us that's still relevant for our life of faith today. Stay tuned. Hello, friends. Pastor Tim Westermeyer here, senior pastor of St. Philip Deacon in the western suburbs of Minneapolis. Good to be with you as always. Today, uh, it is uh, Monday, March 20th, uh, which means I stayed up a little bit too late last night watching uh, one of the many games that were happening over the last few days from March Madness. Specifically, I was staying up to see how Gonzaga fared against TCU. Uh, if you follow this, you know that they won. Um, and that uh, means that as we record this today on the 20th, we're now into the sweet 16 of March Madness. And it's interesting, Gonzaga is one of um, three Jesuit schools who have made it into the Sweet 16. There were four Jesuit universities who were in the tournament. Um, Marquette was the one that got bounced and is not in the uh, Sweet 16, but Creighton, Xavier, and Gonzaga have all made it into the Sweet 16. Um, Other Jesuit schools, by the way, I think there are about 28 or 29 Jesuit schools in North America. Correct me if I'm wrong about that, but they include schools that would have the name Loyola, after Ignatius of Loyola, the founder of the Jesuit order. Uh, Fordham is a Jesuit school. Boston College is a Jesuit school. Santa Clara University and Georgetown are among them. So I'm thinking about those schools, of course, because of March Madness, uh, but I'm also thinking of the Jesuit tradition because, and we've talked about this, I think, in this space in the last few weeks, here at St. Philip Deacon during Lent this year, we are using a particular uh, Jesuit or Ignatian practice called the Prayer of Examine uh, as a way to focus our attention during this Lenten season. Um, And again, I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, maybe two, three weeks ago. We have midweek services here at St. Philip Deacon during Lent. Um, So we're discussing that practice during our sermons um, for those weeks. And maybe I'll uh, link here to last week's sermon, which is about the third move of the exam and prayer. But we've also been gathering here at church before that service to have a conversation about that prayer practice uh, with whoever wants to join us. And this past week, I led that particular conversation. And most of the time we gathered was spent actually talking about Ignatius of Loyola, the founder of the Jesuit order. And one of my, he lived in the 16th century, by the, by the way, and one of my uh, instincts about both biblical characters and also about people like Ignatius is that we look back at them and maybe think, and again, push back on this if you disagree. I'm happy to have a contrary opinion. But we think, oh, well, this guy invented a form of prayer or he popularized a form of prayer. He must have nothing to do with the real life that I experience every day. What could I possibly learn from someone like that? And one of the points I lifted up uh, in that conversation, and one of the things I love about Ignatius is is actually um, uh, that he's a very practical, very down-to-earth thinker. Uh, And that comes in part uh, because he came out of uh, the nobility of the Spanish uh, people in the 16th century. He was a military man. Maybe I've talked about this before. And in a particular battle, his leg, I think it was his right leg, was shattered by a cannonball. And so he went to one of the family's many 
residences, a palace or a castle. And while he was convalescing, he was reading what the limited reading materials there, which was about the lives of the saints. And uh, again, I think this is instructive because initially his thought was, oh, well, I could do that. And he started going off, I would, I would call it, this is my language, off the deep end, uh, attempting to be more holy, I would say, than God intended for any of us to be. He grew his hair long. He didn't cut his nails. He lived in a cave for a while. And then realized, oh, maybe there's a different uh, way I could be doing this. And he moderated that approach and ended up spending the rest of his life uh, writing uh, two basic things, the spiritual exercises and also the constitution of the Jesuit order. And it's from the spiritual exercises that we get a whole lot of prayer practices from Loyola, which again are practical, down to earth, uh, helpful in, in thinking about everyday issues in our lives. And one of the books I've mentioned here many times about the Jesuit order, um, the Jesuit guide to almost everything. In fact, the subtitle is A Spirituality for Real Life. And so today, again, I just want to lift up, uh, since we're still in the season of Lent, as well as being in the season of March Madness, I want to lift up that prayer practice called the examine again. It's the, uh, Ignatius was not big on giving his followers rules to live by or specific instructions, but one of the things he did say is that you should pray this prayer twice a day. He was pretty insistent about, on that. And and uh, our experience here at this congregation during this Lenten series, based on the input I've received, is that people have found that practice to be very instructive, very helpful. It's allowed them, as I mentioned in my sermon last week, to see where God has been in the past, which then helps us to see God right in front of us. So again, it's a long way of saying, um, do a little research if you're interested on the life of St. Ignatius of Loyola. Uh, continue the practice, the examine uh, throughout this Lenten season and maybe beyond. And finally, if I might say, um, go Zags. As always, be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm-hmm.